that music you know the show you listen to rail of sports on the voice america network i'm gonna ask my friend just to hit his microphone a couple times it looks like we have a little problem with the guest microphone so i'm gonna ask my man the, the number one engineer in the world d to come help me out in the studio man i'm gonna tell you what matters to me because it's always important that i let you know what matters to me and it matters to me that there was a basketball game last night and, of course, that basketball game last night, don't hate, got to appreciate the talents of probably one of the, ain't no doubt, one of the greatest basketball players in history. Got it done last night, and, you know, he had some help, you know. So, listen, don't, listen, the big three, yeah, you know, don't, don't change it. It is the big three. It, it's the big three, and, and they got it done. You know, Bosh, D-Wade, and LeBron got it done and uh, I, that matters to me. Why does that matter to me? That matters to me because I'm from Star County, Ohio. Star County, Ohio, what does that got to do with the Miami Heat? That's where LeBron James, the rubber city. I mean, I know he was in Cleveland for a little bit, but that was just a short stint. He might be headed back there one day. We never know. But I tell you what, uh, don't be mad because I, I think they're going to take on, well, I know they're going to take on the San Antonio Spurs, and they got their own big three. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We also going uh, I, I got to do something that I always do, you know, and, and what I always do is I always, uh, you know, take the time out to um, to um, recognize individuals that I, I think they deserve recognition. That's just for you, my man, if you want to take a note or two. And uh, yeah, I'm talking to myself in the studio. I'm not. But, I, you, you know, I'll get to that in a minute. But. We lost another soldier. And, you know, it, 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 many times it amazes me that people who have made such a significant contribution to a, an industry, sports as an industry in itself, you know, to anything in the world, you know, uh, sometimes they go unrecognized and people forget about them. But Deacon Jones was one of those people where you couldn't forget about Deacon. You, you, you could not, not notice Deacon if he was ever in the room in your presence. Uh, the man was bigger than life. And the contributions that he made to, to the NFL, you know, sack, you know, that was something that Deacon termed what he did when he tackled the quarterback as, as, as a sack. And, and Deacon Jones was just, you know, he's a part of the fearsome foursome. You know, one of the greatest defensive line that, that ever existed. And and the man could have played football. Some people say he was Reggie White before Reggie White. And I played with Reggie White, and Reggie White was a great football player. And I was a little kid, a little kid, uh, when when Deacon was playing football. So I, I saw him. But then again, you know, we didn't always get a chance on the Midwest to see the games on the on the West Coast. So you didn't always get a chance to see the Rams and and the Chargers as as much as you would have liked to. But uh, Deacon Jones. I, I have to take the time out. I will be in Canton, Ohio this summer for the Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Fame game and the festivities, and I'm sure uh, they will do as I am about to do, and I'm going to recognize him by having a moment of silence. So uh, for my man, Deacon Jones, 
we're going to have a moment of silence. Okay, we're back. And I got to be loud because Deacon was loud. <laughs> Ain't no way in the world you're going uh, you're gonna to be in a room with Deacon Jones and not be loud. So I'm going to be loud, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be proud. Yeah, y'all know little James Brown back in, the day, back in the day. You know, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. I'm going to say it loud and I'm going to be proud because this is a Deacon Jones day. And I'm going to be talking about LeBron James. But I'm going to tell you what else I'm going to talk about, too. I'm going to talk about health and nutrition uh, because that's extremely important. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, if you play any form of sports at the highest level, your nutrition is extremely important to how you perform. Yeah, I mean, think about it. all of you who just on a daily basis, if you just get up and you just eat something, you eat the wrong thing, you know, and you get, you know, it's, it's on your stomach and it's on your stomach the wrong way and it comes out, you know, your day is done. You know, so what you put into your body has a lot to do with, you know, what your energy level is, how you're able to perform, how you're able to concentrate, how you're able to do your job, you know, and if how long you live on this earth. That's one thing about a lot of, I'm going to say in particular NFL players, is the fact that when you are at your peak of, of, in terms of your, your career in sports, the majority of the time players, mm, you know, they don't have the best diets in the world, but they're in the best condition of their life and they eat whatever they want to eat. And sometimes they eat too much of the wrong things and they keep those habits after they're finished playing. And when they continue to eat like they're, like they ate when they were playing and they're not exercising and burning calories and working out like they should, they become the big old sets in obese. And, and many times, you know, African-American men, you know, and, and, and all men, you know, they have a tendency to develop, you know, you know, high cholesterol, you know, the high blood pressure, diabetes. And the next thing you know, they got complications and, that's not a good thing. So I myself, mm, I guess I could use the big O when it comes to me. I'm I'm six one, you know, and 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 I'm weighing, you know, upwards of you know, I, yeah, I'm at the two four zero, two four five. That's not good. Not for somebody who used to be a two hundred pound defensive back, you know. Forty, I got forty pounds on me that I don't need to have. And so I need to pay attention to what I eat and and and, and how I eat and when I eat and all those things and eating the right things. And I tell you what, I, I saw my man Montel Williams, you know, and 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 I that juicer, I got I got one of those juicers at my home, and man, I can make some serious drinks. I just need to start doing more. Shout out to my man, my Sands, one of my best friends in life, Keith Ferguson, who is just you know Ferg is just Ferg look like he's still playing at Ohio State. Uh, he's taking care of himself, and I need to take care of myself better. But I, I certainly want to uh, to start talking about that. And, and in order for me to talk about that, um, recently I met a young man. Um, and, and I was impressed with the young man when I met him just because of the way that he handled himself in an environment where there was a lot of pressure on this young man. Uh, he was, he was, uh, he was there to, to, uh, make sure that we all were, were fat and happy. Well, not fat, but, but we were happy based upon the fact that we ate, we ate some good food and, uh, and we certainly did eat some good food and it was a good time. And, and, and it was all centered around, um, uh, a young man here in, in the Valley, you know, one of the best wide receivers ever played a game. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald and, and Larry's uh, foundation was uh, was having an event, and, and afterwards Larry was gracious enough to make sure that we all, um, you know, ate well and felt good. And uh, Larry has a, a young man who works with him, who does an outstanding job of uh, as a as a personal chef. 
And that's Chef Jay, and that's uh, uh, Jelani Port. Jelani, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Well, I- I'm glad to hear you start off like that because that that's exactly right, man. You are a blessed young man, uh, and and I just want to say to you that it was a pleasure meeting you, uh, man. You are an, an outstanding chef, but you're but you're a young man. <laughs> you're a young man. <laughs> how does a young man like yourself find himself in a position to become a personal chef? Of, 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 of a superstar athlete. How, how does something like that happen at such a young age? Well, you know, when I first started, you know, I didn't really know that it was such a passion for me until my junior year. You know, I started to do in competitions and things like that, and I got, I got con- contacted with some good mentors and the CCAP Foundation, and they led me to, you know, working where I'm at right now. You know, I just worked hard from a young and, you know, I just seen my vision and I seen what I wanted and I just strive for it and I'm still striving today. So now as, as one who, who now is a, a personal chef of a professional athlete, it didn't start off that way. I believe if I, I believe I've heard the story that you, you at one time was working in a real nice five-star luxury resort hotel. Oh, yeah, restaurant the Sanctuary here. resort with is, chef Bo McMillan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. How was that? Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, uh, like you said, chef Bo McMillan, that, that's, that's a name. I mean, that's yeah. not just somebody that's, that's one of the uh, best chefs here in the United States of America. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a wonderful experience, you know, I got into it. I was like, you know, I was fresh out of high school and, you know, he kind of took me under his wing and just showed me all his secrets to, you know, perfection in in the kitchen, you know, and I learned a lot as far as like his work ethic, you know, how he treated people and, you know, how determined he was and how passionate he was about the food that he made. So, I mean, it was a wonderful experience. It was some times when, you know, (laughs) we had like 200 people to cover and it's only like two people in the back kitchen. It's just us, me and the chef working, but, you know. That's the, that's those are the times that make you who you are to be today. You know. Now, how do you start? Do you, do you start off obviously when you, when you start off? You do you, do you hold the title as chef or is, or is there a prep cook? Well, what's the process you go to before you can be recognized as a chef? The first job I actually had in the kitchen was in the dish area. Oh, wow! <laughs> you got to okay. start from the bottom, you know. And um, you know, I had a chef, uh, Chef Christopher Williams. You know, my first chef that I actually worked for, for at the Radisson Hotel. And, um, you know, he was a great mentor. That ain't the singer, me. Christopher Williams, right? No. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Well, you know, he was a great mentor to me, but he told me I had to start from the, um, you know, dish pit. And in the dish pit, all I can do is just wash dishes and watch cooks do what I wanted to do. So, you know, gradually I moved on into helping them when, you know, it was a time when somebody didn't come in on time and we know we had a cover and they just grabbed me from the dish pit and said, come on, you got to do this. So, you know, good thing is I, you know, when I got the opportunity to get in the kitchen, I showed how bad I wanted to be in there, you know, by my work ethic. And from then on, I moved up, you know, to, to prep cook. I would just prep, and then I'll go do the dishes, and I'll prep and do the dishes. But then it became to where, you know, eventually I was in a line by myself. You know, the chef would leave, and I would be running the restaurant by myself for a good couple hours before we closed. Wow. So. Now, now there is some – you've had some formal training, though. I think we talked about in terms of your education, there was yes. a, a culinary institution of which, which you attended, and you spent some time there. Let, let's talk a little bit about that. Yes. Well, um, I graduated um, high school. I did a competition called CCAP. It's a Careers Through Culinary Arts program. And, and where is that at? Where is that? Where was that at? Here in, in, it's Phoenix, in Phoenix, Arizona? Arizona. Okay. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. It's, throughout the, um, it's actually throughout all Arizona, you know, but, you know, they provided me with money to go to, sco- uh, to, go to school. I was granted uh, $5,000, so I used it to go to the community college, uh, Scottsdale Community College, and they have a wonderful nine-month program. And it's actually, I would say it's better than most institutes that you pay $80,000, $50,000 for for four years. You know, you get it done quickly, and it's 
it's really good. Like I went there and learned a lot. I thought I went in thought, thinking I knew it all, but you know, the chef showed me, look, you got to start from the ground up. So now what was now? And then you talked about that. You went in thinking that you knew it all. Now, let me ask you something because I think I'm the master of my grill. I mean, I think <laughs> that's one thing about, you know, black men, yeah. you know, we all think that, you know, listen, if you can't handle your grill, bro, you can't handle your business. Right. You know, you don't let another man come into your home and get on your grill. <laughs> you yeah. know, so we think we can do that. And, and, and the training that we get basically comes from back in the day, yeah. you know, watching pop or watching uncle or watching somebody on the grill and, and you just pick it up. Now, like you said, you thought you knew everything. Was that from your experience as a kid? Did you, did you experience cooking as a kid was there somebody oh, in the family that was a cook in the family definitely my grandma you know she spent a lot of time in the kitchen you know when family would come over she'll be in the grill like you said you know some grilled chicken and you know whipping up everything and i'll always be in the kitchen with her just so i can actually eat before everybody else did but <laughs> eventually it turned into you know me going in there and helping her and you know my mom one day she just um eighth grade year she just threw me she put me in a um, internship at a community college, you know, before I actually knew that I wanted to do culinary. And I was sitting there talking to the chef, and he was explaining us, you know, explaining us to the, everything that you can do in the culinary. And while he was doing that, he had a honeydew melon and, like, a paring knife. Mm. And he's just, you know, making cuts in the, in the melon, not even looking at it and just talking to the whole crowd. And then at the end of the session, he pulls out all the pieces, and he made a swan. Wow. So I stayed after school, and I was like, how'd you do that? Oh, you know, like, wow, wow. So, you know, that was like kind of a start to actually like bring the passion into it. Well, you know, the thing about it is what I noticed is that like you use that word passion and, and then you talked about, you know, the history and, and being introduced to it. And and I think that's one thing that a lot of people fail to realize when they can't find themselves and they can't and, and they're searching for things is is to find something that you're passionate about, you know, yeah. something that you enjoy. And, and who knows, there may be a career you can have, you know, in that area if you have a passion for whatever that might be. In this particular case, as we continue uh, on with the show we're going to come back but of course your passion and that is food i'm sitting with chef jay yep. you're listening to rail of sports on the voice america network we're going to take a break and uh, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what it's like to cook food for an all pro wide receiver <laughs> he may not eat the same things that a defensive lineman eats but he surely eats something that's good for you so i hear a little music in the background we're going to take this break and we'll be back you listen to rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters chef jay yeah boy yeah. come on back to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Right, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Again, I want to send out all my prayers uh, to the family of those of uh, uh, the good brother Deacon Jones, Sack Master, the man who came up with the term Sack, head swap, all that stuff. Man, there's a whole lot of things that you cannot do in the National Football League anymore because of Deacon Jones. Because <laughs> Deacon Jones felt like, hey, okay, man, this is a fight. He in front of me. He trying to fight me because I'm trying to get to the quarterback. He want to fight me. So Deacon used to beat him up, punch him up, knock him down, throw him down, bull rush, all that stuff. Deacon Jones was doing that, as they say, before Reggie was doing it. So God bless you. You and Reggie up there have a conversation, Deacon. Let Reggie know I said what's up. Shout out to my boy Dave Dorson up there, too. Whole lot of ball players up there in heaven. Deacon, y'all have a good time, man. But uh, really appreciate the fact we're in the studios today with uh, Jelani Port, Chef Jay. Yeah. Getting it done. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, them defensive linemen, man. They do things a little bit different. They eat a little bit different. You got a wide receiver. Again, earlier in the show, I talked about wide receivers eat a little bit different. I talked about health and nutrition. But, you know, when you think about preparing meals on a regular basis, on a daily basis, talk to me, Chef Jake. What do you do when it's an an athlete, you know, one of the best athletes in the world? What do you have in mind when you think about how do I keep this man, first of all, physically fit, you know, because when I played in the league, it was $25 a pound. God only knows how much they find the guys today yeah. if they're overweight. So you want to be, you know, conscious of his weight. You want to be conscious of, you know, making sure that he has his energy level. And, and then, of course, you know, he's got an appetite. And then he's got, uh, you know, a palate that he likes. So you got to have all these things, I'm sure, in mind, what he what he likes, you know, what's best for him, what's not going to put him overweight, that was not going to make him feel sluggish. How do you approach that? And and it's hard enough one day. How do you approach that every day for somebody like that to eat? And then let's not talk about game day. Let's just talk about, you know, Monday through Friday. You know, how, what's your approach to how I'm going to cook for Larry or, or you know, yeah. or any, any athlete? What, what's your approach? Well, my philosophy is, you know, you can't fuel a jet with unleaded gas. So the first thing I want to do is make sure that everything that I give them is clean, fresh every day. You know, sometimes I get vegetables, but I never let it sit for more than two days, you know. But mainly, it's fish. You know, fish is what he eats a lot, a lot of fish, 
you know, chicken. You know, you want to get your, your lean protein. If you're going to do pork, you want to make sure it's the leanest piece, leanest cut, which is like the tenderloin. But, you know, mainly a run through of my day is like, you know, egg whites in the morning, some oatmeal. You got to give him the carb for the energy for the, um, for his workout. But you want to give him the top tier carbs. And there's only a few of those, you know. <laughs> so it's like oatmeal, you know, your grains. You got your lentils and you got your um, your brown rice. You know, I don't really give too much white rice just because when it's white rice, they take the nutritional side out of the out of the grain, you know. So it's really just and I sit down with his nutrition, his nutritionist every week. So we come through with a menu, you know, and we just go over everything. Now, that's something important you just said. You're obviously the chef and then there's a nutritionist. And so the nutritionist and you together combine determine the nutrients that go into his diet based upon what he's eating. Yeah. And, and you, and you, how often do you sit down with the nutritionist and, and you well, to decide like, what he's going to have? I do with uh, once a week and we create the menu for the whole week. And then, you know, I just follow through with it. You know, some days I, I might change it or, you know, I might not um, have, you know, the right money for it. So I, I'll buy a different protein or something like that. But mainly I sit down with the nutritionist and we go over everything and, you know, it's it's really it's definitely a task, but it's a task that is worth it, you know, just because when he gets on the field, he feels so much better rather than eating, you know, a Big Mac with some of the fries, you know, which is uh, which is the meal of young athletes <laughs> and, and high school. I mean, that's it, man. I mean, it was nothing better than after a game that you won mm. to go to McDonald's and, and get in line and get a Big Mac and some fries and a shake and all that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. that that that's the meal of a young athlete. But as you get older. And and you're a professional athlete. You're approaching as if this is my job, my body, my temple yeah. is how I make my money, and so I've got to take care of this. Now, let me ask you something: Do you ask him what he likes or what he doesn't like, or does he just, you know, does his palate adapt to what you feed him because it's the best for him? Well, I think um, the good thing with him is he's already had a palate that was expanded before I start working for him. So it wasn't like, you know, I came in and he was like, oh, this is new to me. You know, he already tasted fish. He already ate a lot of lamb and, you know, different things that are to some people like, oh, I don't know if I'll try it, you know. So that was a good thing. But, you know, when I first started working for him, it was kind of like testing testing recipes out, you know, like, okay, I'll do some chicken today and I'll do it a certain way and see how he likes it. Or I'll do this fish and I'll do it a certain way, see how he likes it. And I always get his feedback on it, you know, ask him, how was it? And, you know, some days he just tells me, look, we're having a cookout, you know, <laughs> this is what's going to happen, you know, and those days are easy for me just because I don't have to think about, you know, what I'm going to get. He's already telling me, but you know, the other days, you know, I actually just, you know, I've, I've built a kind of like a list of the things that I know he does like and the things that I, you know, stay away from. So, yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Let, let's let's move away from Fritz, who Fritz, who's a, a great wide receiver, and, and let's talk about somebody else that you've cooked for. And I, I'm sure, uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk to them, but I'm sure they won't mind because I want to shout out because I love this young brother, man. Again, I already talked. I gave some love to LeBron because I'm yeah. from Stark County, <laughs> and, and so you know, Akron, the Rubber City. Of course, that's where LeBron's from, and that's where Beanie's from. Yeah. And Beanie, who's no longer with the Arizona Cardinals anymore, but you were spending some time in preparing meals for Beanie. Now, Beanie's a big boy, oh, yeah. but one thing I will say that I saw Beanie lose weight when he was here with the Arizona Cardinals from time to time. You know, did that have something to do with, was that the intent? Was that, were you cooking for him? Was that part of his uh, desire was to drop a few pounds but not to lose any strength? Or what was that about? Yeah, well, when I when I started working for Beanie, it was um during the off-season time, so it wasn't really when, when he was in season, but he was trying to get back to the weight that he needed to be. 
But, um, you know, I worked for him for about three months. But, you know, when he um, found out that he wasn't going to be working for the Cardinals anymore, he left. So that kind of, like, stopped what I was doing with him, you know. But the time that I did work for him, again, you know, I had I talked with his nutritionist and his uh, his trainer, and he gave me his diet plan that he has, you know, high protein, low carbohydrates. And I just worked off of that. And kind of like, you know, with, with football players, I think it's more, you know, they love – meat you know what I'm saying? so <laughs> it's hard to not give them what they want but it's just how you prepare it you know if you're going to give them a steak make sure it's the leanest cut of the steak you know? okay okay now you said how you prepare it but you also talked about uh i guess the texture of the meat or 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 what what would the term be like you said the leanest well, what, like what a, term would that be in terms of describing the quality of the meat um, I think it just all depends on what cut it is. Like if okay. you're going to have a ribeye, it has marbling in it, you know, internal fat, saturated fat, that's not going to be the best thing that you give them, you know, because fats are good. You know, people don't understand that, you know, you don't want to eliminate fats because we need fats in our body and our diet, but it's just the type of fats that you have in your diet. You know, you want your monounsaturated, you want your polyunsaturated, you don't want any trans fat, anything that has to do with trans fat or saturated because those are the ones that clog on, I mean, you know, hang on to your arteries and everything like that. So, you know, Repeat it, that because I think what you just said, I think if you're an athlete or not, you want to be careful when it comes to trans and saturated fats. Am I yes, correct? Definitely. Okay, so and, and why are you cautious of those things? Because they do what? They clog onto your arteries and it makes it harder for you to burn fat. You wow. Know, because the saturated fat is it's kind of like rejecting to your body. Your body doesn't want it, but it has it in. Once you consume it, it's in your body, so now it stores it, you know. Unlike monounsaturated, you know, those are more, you know, they help your body. They, you know, they go into the places that you need to go to and help your body operate. But as far as, like, unsaturated, I mean, saturated and trans fat, you don't want nothing to do with it. So how do you get, if, if your body has consumed those, is there a way, can you work those off? Like we oh, yeah, always definitely. Talk about, we always talk about losing weight and, and, and burning fat. Can you burn those uh, saturated fats and, yes. and the, those those unhealthy fats? You can burn those off? You can burn them off, but it's going to take 10 times, like, the time. I wouldn't say 10 times, but, you know, it's going to take more, more effort mm. than, you know, if you were to uh, consume monounsaturated and polyunsaturated because it's more it's more digestible and it's more healthy to your body your body knows what it is it's like okay and it accepts it but unsaturated it's like oh we don't know what to do with it let's store it you so know? let me ask you something so those type of fats those type of unhealthy foods would that would that affect the the energy level of play Definitely. Like, I, like i'm not gonna say that it had anything to do with Dwayne wade's play mm -hmm. but th th let's switch to basketball a little bit and the other night you know a couple nights ago Dwayne wade just didn't look like he was into the game now yeah. i'm not gonna say that had anything to do with his diet because we don't know that factually. Yeah. But there is a chance that something that a person could eat a 24, 48 hours uh, before they play a game that could affect their energy level and yes. the output of energy. Because, you know, football in particular and basketball, too, different than baseball. Uh, is a game that's played with a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. And when the emotion is not there, a lot of times, you know, you notice that the team kind of looks sluggish, if yeah. you will. And so when you see a player that his energy level isn't there, have you as as a chef, have you ever think, mm, I wonder what he might have eaten today? You Definitely. Know? <laughs> have you, really? It, have you thought about that before? Yeah, it plays a major part. You know, like you were saying earlier, you know, if you sit there and you – eat something that, you know, it tastes good, but as far as healthy for your body, you feel it. You know, your stomach starts growling, and it's like it's hard to digest. But if you eat something 
that is more healthy and prepared cleanly, you know, as far as like not in butter, you know, you use olive oil because it has omega fats that your body actually wants, you know, rather than saturated fats that we spoke of earlier. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on, you know, what you consume and, you know, your energy levels are going to be based off of what your, your energy is being put into you, you know. So if you're eating a big steak with saturated fat compared to a salmon with omega fats, you're going to have more high intensity energy level with salmon rather than a uh, ribeye steak you know? oh yeah man you said salmon you hit you knocked it out the park for me there that's one of my <laughs> favorite foods and listen okay we gotta take a break i hear some music in the background you listen to rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in Phoenix, living like it matters i got my man hey, my man now chef jay yeah we'll yeah. be right back after this deacon jones i bought that energy for you deacon jones yes sir Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Want to give a shout out up in heaven because that's where my man is now, Deacon Jones, Hall of Famer in the Hall of Fame city, Canton, Ohio. I'm sure we're gonna recognize him with something special when he uh, when this uh, summer induction ceremony takes place. Uh, shout out to my man Chris Carter who will be going in uh, in that uh, ceremony. Um, and uh, just really looking forward to, you know, it'll be something special. I'm sure they're going to do something special for Deke, but uh, we already had a moment of silence for him, so we're going to get loud now because that's how Deacon was. And one thing I want to get loud about is before we went to break, uh, Chef Jay said, by, by the way, 
Chef J is uh, Jelani Port out of California, but by way first California, now living here in Arizona. Uh, it was at one time at the sanctuary. So, yeah, you saw that young man, all that good food. Yeah, he was helping prepare that, and now he's uh, doing his own thing and, and, and cooking uh, as a personal chef for one of the great wide receivers here in the National Football League in Phoenix, Arizona. But we talked about, you know, before we went to break, I mentioned one of my favorite food, and that is salmon. You know, I love fish, man. I love salmon. Uh, but, you know, when I was in high school, Jay, I, and, and I'm thankful for the Ken McKinley Bulldogs, uh, because we had a booster club that supported us, mm-hmm. and and before every game we would go out and we had steak dinners. I mean, before every Friday night game, yeah. school was out at three thirty. You know, by about four thirty, you know, we was over at you know some place, either a country club mm-hmm. or a restaurant. And the whole team was having steak dinners. If it was an All American Conference game, which was on a Friday night, probably on that Wednesday night we had a steak dinner too, mm-hmm. and so. As I got older, you know, I guess I was kind of spoiled. So when I went on to Ohio State, you know, I was accustomed to having good food. Uh, but I'm going to be honest with you. When I got to the professional level and the games are played on Sundays, and they, they normally 1 o'clock games in the mm-hmm. afternoon. So you get up early because it's not a night game. You get up early, and there was always breakfast. But I'm going to tell you what. For me, myself personally, I always felt better. When I didn't eat, and I remember when I got to Cleveland and I got, I hurt my neck in, mm-hmm. in my last year. And, and, and a lot of times when, when an athlete gets injured, you just don't feel the same. There's a lot about, you know, you feel like you wounded and, and you are and, and your energy and you don't feel like you into the game. Like, and I started eating breakfast. And when I started eating breakfast, I just felt as if almost like I was, I was sluggish. I felt like, first of all, I felt like I had something on my stomach. Mm-hmm. Would you, and perhaps you, you may or you may not, but, but would you recommend that an athlete does not eat anything? Would you be against an athlete that says, you know, Chef, I'm sorry, Chef Jay, I'm just sorry, but I just, I don't want to eat. I don't feel good when I eat before a game. At Ohio State, I didn't eat breakfast. Well, I take that back because we used to do something real nice back in the day at Ohio State. We, we had, you know, certain kind of rolls that we had that we had to eat that bread. But, but I just felt better on an empty stomach, and I, 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 I felt lighter. Have you heard a lot of guys even today still say that, that they feel better and, and they feel lighter uh, on an empty stomach as opposed to, you know, having a nice, healthy breakfast? And, and if so, is that to their detriment? Is it better that they eat than not eat? Or just because it's one meal, it won't make that much of a difference? I think, you know, for athletes, it matters just because, you know, before you get into a game, you need energy, you know. And you not eating before the game is you know, it's, you're not going to be playing to your best potential. You know, if you get fed before you, I would say at least an hour and a half or two hours before the game. So at least it gives you some time to digest it, you know. But I hear a lot of athletes, like I talked to some people and they were like, you know, I just like to play on an empty stomach, you know, just because they feel faster and everything like that. But That's right. You know, that slows you down when you get into that break in the halftime and then you go back in the halftime and it's like, okay, you need something, you know, because you've used all your energy that you didn't eat in the breakfast, you know. Now you have, now you're feeling more sluggish in the halftime when it really matters, you know, when it's crunch time. So are you saying that that that, that the, the food does provide an energy source that you're going to need 
you know, throughout that 60 minutes. And Definitely. if and, and if you don't have it, then, you you know, like you talked about earlier, how, how a jet has to have some fuel in it. Yeah. It's going to be a lack of fuel, and that fuel could run out, and then the energy that you might need in that fourth quarter, you might not have because you didn't put that fuel into your body. Yeah. And, you know, but I, I, I would just say this, man, myself and a lot of other players, we did it for years. And, and for years, it just felt okay. And, and I, I worked so hard. And, and I'm sure a lot of guys do, too, continue to work so hard that you were always in shape, even in that fourth quarter. But from from a health and nutrition you know, perspective, you know, from an educated, mm-hmm. you know, opinion, you know better than what we knew. We, we're just out there. You know, it's like a lot of things that happens with athletes. From an education perspective and a scientific perspective, we don't in a medical. We don't know those answers. Yeah. We're just warriors that's trained to go out and fight and perform, and we know how we feel. Uh, but, but, but in terms of an expert in health and nutrition, we we can't fight with you. You know, we gotta say we gotta defer that that you're probably right, <laughs> yeah. and you're probably giving us the best answer. So let me ask you something: There are a lot of guys who who are you know hamstrings, uh, biceps, triceps. There are a lot of muscles that are being pulled and torn nowadays does that have anything to do with with diet nowadays or 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 could that attribute to maybe some other things that we don't necessarily want to talk about because i I, you know i don't know who's shooting what and who's taking what but some of the injuries you know you got big old dudes that are pulling triceps and biceps and hamstrings man is that anything to do with health and nutrition or is that some other supplements that they might be taking that's you know having an ill effect on them i think it has something to do with a little bit of nutrition just because you know, when you eat certain foods, your body reacts to it a certain way. Like, let's say you're working out, you know, Monday through Friday and, you know, you're eating good, but your your muscles are sore and everything. You're feeling weak. So what you will want to do is get a lean protein source like a rack of lamb to rebuild because, you know, protein, what it does for your body, everything that you see on your body is protein. You know, so your the food that you eat as far as protein helps rebuild you know, so if you're breaking it down, you're constantly breaking it down, but you're not eating to rebuild it back up. You're going to feel weak and you're more prone to, you know, injuries and stuff like that. So now, how think, do you break when you say break it down? Am, am I breaking my muscles down because I'm having contact with somebody or is it because I'm running or I mean, how when you say break it down? And I, I know we don't mean in the term literally, mm-hmm. but what, what does that mean when you say you're breaking the muscles down? Is that because you're you're demanding it to to push this big old yeah. dude or, or, you know, what does that mean? Well, when I mean like breaking it down, like like resistance training, you know, when you do resistance training, you're constantly working out your muscles and you're you're using them to their best potential. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as you're using them, once you stop using them, you know, they they get inflamed, they get inflated, you know. And so you need something as far as like energy source protein to rebuild them back up to where you want to be. That's how you get more muscle and more protein and stuff like that. So I think the uh, the injuries as far as like, you know, people pulling hamstrings and, you know, everything as far as, like, tearing muscles and everything is, it could have something to do with their diet. You know, maybe they're not eating the right amount or maybe they're not eating enough before they get into the into the field and go battle, you know? So in, in terms of, uh, you know, what the guys are doing today in terms of their health and nutrition, the guys that are playing today are going to be like myself one day. They're going to be a former athlete. I, I already told you that I, I'm, I know I'm 40, 45 pounds more than my my playing weight, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what do you say to those men that are playing now and have a weight and have a, have a diet 
that supports what they're doing, but their lifestyle is going to change. Do they need to make a change in their diet? I think they definitely need to make a change in their diet just because if you get used to it now, you know, you get used to eating healthy and you get into that rhythm, your body is going to react to it differently. You're going to feel better and you're going to want that energy, you know, because a lot of people don't notice the difference because they may cheat, you know, they may go on a diet and eat something that's still fat, you know, or, you know, halfway diet and never really get that full effect. But once you start eating healthy and you start getting that energy source, you're going to want it to be better. And so are you saying that, they, do you think the guys that are playing now, they're eating healthy now, but when they retire, you think they start eating, you know, like the average person and they're not paying attention to staying on a healthy diet. Yeah. Is that what the problem? I so that's that, where the problem happens. That is not because when I look at a lot of the guys, and this is true for the biggest men in, in pro football, they are in the best shape of their life. And you look at some of them and, you know, they, they, they got about nine months around their belt, <laughs> you know, and, and but they're in the best shape of their life. But then they're going to retire. And, and then when they retire, you know, their diet is going to change. And, and you're saying that's where the problem comes into effect is because they were in the best shape of their life and they were eating healthy. And then all of a sudden they're not working out. They're not running anymore. They're not lifting anymore. And then they take on, you know, the average Joe's diet. And that's not that's not good for them. Is that, is that what I hear you saying? Yeah. And also, you know, they since they're working out, they're constantly moving, you know, they eat a certain way and they can shed it real quick because their their metabolism is working faster, you know. But once you stop doing the exercises and you start, you know, like you said, an average Joe life, but you're still eating the same way you did when you did play, it's just going to be nothing but just, you know, stored fat. You know, you're not exercising. Everybody needs to exercise in order to keep equilibrium in your in your balance of, uh, you know, whether you're losing weight or you're gaining weight. You know, you want to keep that equilibrium to where you're just a certain weight the whole time. You know, in order to do that, you need exercise. Now, you, you, you've seen some of the people out there at every position in the National Football League. In your mind, who, who is the most health conscious and who has the best eating habits of all those positions? Obviously, probably the linemen nowhere in this conversation mm -hmm. but of those that you've seen is the wide receivers eat better than the defensive backs do the running backs take care of themselves better do the quarterbacks take and in terms of health and nutrition who do you think is more conscious of what they eat and what they're putting their bodies on on the football field i would think the wide receivers just because if you think about a play you know you start off you got your lineman and you're running back most of them are in one area you know you got your wide receivers on the side they're the ones that are really running you know and Maybe like, you know, safeties and cornerbacks because they have to run with the wide receivers also. But I think those are the ones that mainly watch their diet to the point to where they need to perform the best, you know, and they, they need to have that energy to keep running, keep running. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that a defensive lineman doesn't work out as hard, you know. I'm not saying that at all. They probably lift I more. I ain't going to lie, man. <laughs> the defensive lineman, they run in their mouth. If anybody on the football field is running anything, the defensive linemen are running their mouth. And, you know, you got one of them that play for the Arizona Cardinals. I ain't going to call out no name because I like the way that boy play ball. We talking about Daryl Dockett. But anyway, <laughs> just want to say that Doc probably take care of himself because he looked like he handles his business. Listen, I got to handle my business. We got about, mm, we got another segment, but we got about mm, a couple seconds. I hear the music in the background. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Deacon Jones, Deacon Jones. I got Chef Jay with me, Deke. Yeah, you would like his food, Deke. You would <laughs> like his food. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a 9-horse field, but really there are 7 donkeys and 2 zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, Diggin' Jones, Diggin' Jones. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and sack them quarterbacks up there, Deke. Have some fun up there in heaven, brother. We miss you already. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Jelani, Chef Jay Port is yes, with sir. me here in the studios. And, uh, you know, we just want to close this thing out, man. And, and, and I want to make sure that, uh, those of you who might be interested, I, I think, you know, Jelani, you, 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 you're doing a whole lot of tweeting out there, man. Is, how, how would somebody want to reach you on Twitter? What's that Twitter account you got? Well, you can go to Chef Jay Port on Twitter. You know, or you can send me an email at chefjport at gmail.com. You know, you can contact me whenever. Um, if you need anything for catering, you know, you have any special events that you want to do, you can call my number at 623-238-9071. I work with all types of budgets. You know, I, I just love to cook. So if you want my services, I'll be happy to work. Well, that's a beautiful thing, man. So make sure you – I'm going to tell you, I know the food is good. I had it. Okay, so <laughs> – I appreciate the fact that, uh, man, I would have had to, you know, because of Larry, I got a chance to taste that food. Uh, shout out to my boy Chris Vincent. Chris is the one that invited me over to, uh, the festivities at Larry's, and I just want to thank Chris. And, uh, Chris is just a fine young man. I met him when he was a high school student, man, like you yeah. back in the day, you know, in, in the city of brotherly love. And, uh, known Chris and his mom for many years, man. So, only mistake he made is going to Oregon, man. He should have went to Ohio State. But anyway, uh, that's my man, Chris Vincent. So, let, let's talk about this, you know, long term, you know, goals, aspirations. You know, there's a lot of people out there would probably like to do what you're going to do. But first, let's talk about, you know, you know, like, like my man says, uh, Blake Griffin, you know, young boy asked him, yo, yo, man, what's my future look like? You know, homeboy said, it looks bright. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's your future look like? What you look, what would you like to do? Man, I envision myself just being a chef that just travels everywhere, explores, tastes a bunch of different, you know, different cuisines from the actual 
origin of the uh, cuisine. You know, I definitely want to have my own restaurant. I really see it coming eventually, you know, but right now I'm I have I'm working on my catering business right now, you know, doing trying to do special events and just ultimately I really want to give back to to the community. You know, I want to have my own foundation as far as like helping, you know, not only just minorities, but you know, everybody get a chance to actually dream, you know, cuz some people they they come up and they don't have that encouragement, but you know, I want to build a foundation to where I bring young people in and, you know, help them find their dream and help them chase it and a- actually achieve it, you know. So that's my ultimate. You know, I don't really see myself being a chef forever, you know, but I definitely I definitely see myself cooking forever, you know. But <laughs> I definitely want to be, you know, you know, have my own restaurant, you know, be able to give other young aspiring chefs the opportunity that I was blessed with, you know. Well, I tell you what, there's a, there's another uh, Chef Jay out there. His name is Chef Julian, and that's my nephew in, mm-hmm. in Canton, Ohio. And you know, he just graduated from high school from yeah. Temkin High School. And 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 I told him I was going to have you on the show today. And and I told him I said, here's a young man who's just full of life out here, and uh, you know, he got it done. And so uh, a, a young person coming out of high school who has an interest in in being a chef. And if he doesn't get a chance to go directly into, let's say, culinary school, what's another route he might take in terms of an interest into the world of cooking? Well, you know, that's that's kind of crazy that you actually brought it up because that was kind of like my story. You know, when I did the competitions in high school and I was so stuck on this certain culinary institute, you know, I looked it up. I was actually going to go out there. It was called Wildcat Weekend. I was going to go out there and see the campus and everything. You know, I had everything lined up. But... I didn't end up winning the scholarship to that school, you know, so my dreams to go to that school were crushed in my head, you know, because I was mm. thinking like, you know, oh, and, and I, you know, I won, I won money, you know, which is a blessing anyway, but it just wasn't the scholarship. So, you know, I talked to my mom and she was like, you never know, you know, God might just want you out here, you know, so the route that I took was just, you know, find a good program, a community college, you know, all you really need is the fundamentals of cooking. And then work hard, find you a good mentor, find you a good chef and just work and just whatever he tells you to do. Say, yes, chef, you know, mm. and just learn as much as you can and absorb everything. You know, that's very interesting. That that sounds a lot like playing pro football yeah. <laughs> you know? because there's a lot of people out there. You know, I'm just going to throw it out there because it's just on the top of my head. Chad Ochoseco, you know, Chad didn't start off at, you know, a major division one school, you know, mm-hmm. and became, you know, one of the you know, best receivers in the league when he was playing, you know, but that happens to a lot of people, you know, you don't always get a chance to uh, the thing, the dream doesn't start off, you know, it may start off like a nightmare, yeah. you know, but it may interest, interest, end up being your dream come true, you know, and so it's always good to hear people tell their stories and, sh- and share their testimonies as to how they got there, because everybody when you're doing it at the highest level and you're at the epitome of, of, of your career, you know, y- you make it look so easy, you yeah. know, <laughs> and, and people think it is easy, but it's really hard. It's really challenging. But it, it's, it's a word that I use. that doesn't even exist. It's that stick to itness that you have to yeah. have. you got to stick to it because there's going to be people out there that are going to, you know, throw a little salt in your game, as we say, from the hood. You know, yeah. it's going to be dream killers. You know, I got a nephew who uses that term too, dream killers. But if, if it's your dream, then just go for it. I, I really appreciate that. I got to switch because I got a couple minutes left. And come on, man, we got to talk about basketball. Now, now <laughs> you, you sitting over here and I know, listen, you got the San Antonio Spurs who looking for another championship. Yeah. And and you got not one, not two, not three, LeBron James and, and, and his boys, you know, looking to get things done. 
How you look at this series coming up, man? And, and who do you think will end up winning this series? I think it's going to be a good one. I'm interested to know, you know, how you look at it and who you think might win. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people are underestimating San Antonio. They call them the old team, you know. But in basketball, you play fundamentally. You're fundamentally sound. You're going to win the basketball game. You know, when you try to show out and do too much, you know, you might lose. But as far as Miami Heat, you know, their name speaks for themselves. They're on fire, you know. <laughs> you got that boy LeBron James that yes. just – I don't know if you guys seen the dunk yesterday, but his head was by the rim. Yes. So imagine where his arm was, you know. Kiss the baby, as Chad said. He could have kissed the rim. Yeah, I was just like, man. So I think it's going to be a battle, you know, because it's the veterans. Tim Duncan, Timmy wants another one, you know. He wants to finish off with another one. And, you know, I respect LeBron James and D-Wade. You know, I've always had love for D-Wade more than LeBron James just because I'm a D-Wade. But, you know, my team is not in, so I can't really – you know, I like the Lakers. That wouldn't be the Lakers, know. would it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm going for the Heat. I'm going for the Heat just because, you know, I think, you know, LeBron and Wade and all them, they really want it. Yeah, I don't know why. You know, there's a lot of Lakers fans out there. And I, I know what boom, boom. There's a boom, boom out there in L.A., you know, who rooting for the Lakers too, man. But right now he got to watch because the Lakers ain't playing. So he got to watch somebody else. But I will say this. You know, we can't take, you know, uh, we we shouldn't take the San Antonio Spurs lightly. And I said, we, because I, I'm rooting for the Miami Heat. But mm -hmm. the San Antonio Spurs, nobody talks about it. They got the big three. Mm -hmm. they, they actually got the big four because they got a Hall of Fame coach over there already. They already said the coach is a Hall of Famer. But look, you got Tim Duncan, you got Ginobili, oh, yeah. and, 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 and you got Tony Parker. So when you take those big three and you match, how do those big three match up to the big three in Miami? I mean, you got, okay, you got LeBron, you got D-Wade, you got Bosh. And then you got Ginobili, you got, you know, Tony Parker, and you got Tim Duncan. Do those three, do they match up evenly, or does one big three have an advantage over the over, other big three? I think they match up pretty similar, you know, just because even though Tim Duncan may not be as aggressive as, you know, the Miami Heat, but he brings out that hook shot, you know, you can't stop it. You know, he gets down in, in the paint, and Tony Parker and Ginobili just, when they work together and they're just sound all the way around, it's official, you know, but I think the Miami might have a little bit of, a, of an advantage just because. Even though D-Wade's knee ain't feeling good. Man, we and, seen LeBron and, and, yesterday. And, he yeah, was ready. Right. <laughs> and then Bosh, you know, Bosh, you know, Bosh, you know, Bosh has, Bosh has done enough when he needs to, you know, in order to secure the series champion, the series mm -hmm. win. You know, that's what I'm saying, you know, because that's all you need. That, that, if those big three do what they need to do. And I'm talking the Heat's big mm -hmm. three. Then the supporting cast will do it. Then I think they can win. So, so you gonna take? I'm gonna go with the Heat. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to talk here to San Antonio Spurs, but I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, you know, like they said this morning on on the Big Boy Show, you know, and that is that they they don't have any enemies. Everybody, I mean, what can you say bad about the San Antonio Spurs? The only thing about it is that you know they're, they're kind of boring. You know, mm -hmm. they're good. Now Tony Parker and Ginobili come up with some serious stuff. You know, but they're kind of boring. Le LeBron, you know, if, if you got to have some flash, you know, in sports, you know, mm -hmm. otherwise it's, it's boring, you know. And, and, and one thing about basketball, man, it's, it's a show, yeah. you know. Magic them put it out on Front Street. It's, it's showtime, you know. And, and since then, it's been those teams with that little extra flair have been the ones that 
a lot of times people gravitate to, but also people want to see them get beat. So I would imagine the conservatives are going to be rooting for San Antonio, mm-hmm. and those out there just say, let it, hey, let it, let it all hang out. Mm-hmm. They're going to be going for the heat, man. So, hey, the heat is on. I'm going for the <laughs> heat. Hey, listen, I appreciate you all listening to the show. And listen, my man, listen, Chef Jay can do it for you. Just give him a call. Reach him up. Hit that Twitter again. Where can they reach you at again? Chef Jay Port. Make sure you check him out. That's my man, Jelani Port, Chef Jay. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Dickon Jones, Dickon Jones. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Dickon Jones. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.